Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey guys, wanted to just j- slide into the podcast before you listen to today's episode. I'm actually in Ghana right now, and I have a very, very, very special guest who's been dying to say hello to so many of you. She's been bugging me this entire trip. Not true. It's true, India. <laughs> Not true at all, actually. I'm like, India, we just got back. I have like food poisoning or something. Anyway, I was like, India, you want to do this real quick? And she's like, sure. So India, why don't you tell the Vayner Nation what you've been up to? There have been claims that you're dead, that you've been fired, you know, all yeah. these different things. Like, what's, it was what's, that simple. Yeah, um, what is no. it? <laughs> um, I'm now a producer on the Vayner Talent Team, which in case you haven't heard about it, you can read all about it on Gary's website. But essentially, we've taken what Gary's been doing for the past, you know, his almost his whole life since <laughs> Wine Library TV started and um, creating it into a product that we can work on with new people now, like new clients. So I'm working with some really cool, interesting people on making YouTube shows, podcasts, content. Building personal brands for business arbitrage. Exactly. So if you want to spend $25,000 a month or $300,000 a year, you too can see India. That's true. India, anything else? What else has been going on in your life? How's this trip going? This trip is incredible. Like life-changing? Yeah, I really think it is. Yeah. And, and who's been the best person besides me on the trip? Like, out of all the people, listen, it's not, listen, these are all wonderful people. We have a bunch of media people, but who's really stood out for you as somebody that you've really enjoyed spending time with so far on this trip? Um, you know, Celeste and I both worked at Vayner for a really long time, and I never really got to know her, and I'm really enjoying her company. So Celeste. She's awesome, yeah. That's awesome. And now she's in the LA office. I know. So you're squeezing all this time together. Squeezing the time, yeah. And now the more important question, who's the worst? Who's really been bringing down the crew? Is it Dio? Is it Brandon? Uh, Axel? I mean, just like, that name makes me upset. Boyd is just so loud. It's like he won't <laughs> stop talking. Such a good one. <laughs> anyway, guys, fun to check. India, I love you. Have a good night's sleep. Please uh, please check out today's episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Please, if, if you can do anything, pass it on or review it. I'm very focused on it. And, uh, and I'll talk to you soon. I'm super glad you guys are here. I, uh, I really hit it off with with your teacher professor here. I mean like really, I couldn't wait for this day to happen so I'm really happy you're here. Listen, I'll be honest, like I, I, I can give you guys a little context. I don't, I, I, do you guys have any idea who I am or anything about me? Yes. Okay, great. So to be real honest, I'd love to maximize our time together, answer sh- shit for you. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk a little bit just to create some framework, right? But to me, I'd love to just answer any questions you guys might have or things of that nature. Here's my perspective. My big thing, you know, what caught my attention about what you were talking about, which is I'm fascinated by the game of opportunity, right? Like I think when you get into these conversations, like who's got opportunity, who's born, who wins the lottery of being born into a trust fund, who doesn't, you know, who, who go, grows up in a bad neighborhood, who grows up, like there's people that live in the, in the, in the Amazon. Like, like there's, so, there's a lot going on with the 7.7 billion people on earth. To me, the game of opportunity is what's super fascinating and I think the internet just fucked everything up in the best way possible. Like, there's just so much more opportunity than there ever was for the people that don't have the opportunity and to me that's like, fuck. That's something you need to really wrap your head around and, and I say that to people that have everything handed to them and people that have nothing handed to them. It's kind of agnostic. Now, where it gets real interesting for me with you guys and I'm, I'm making presumptions based on the five minutes we got to talk but What's really interesting to me is that I grew up an immigrant, I didn't have much, but, and I was, I grew up in a different time than you guys are growing up where school was the only way out. Like the only way you could be successful 
Like when I was your age, the only thing I'd ever heard is the only way you could be successful is if you go to Harvard and get a good job and this and that. There was no talk of entrepreneurship. There was no talk of hustle, flipping shit, making shit, nothing, zero. Zero conversation. And there was definitely no internet. So for me, what's really, really crazy is I think the people that have the advantage now have the chip on their shoulder, have the flip mentality, have the you know quick score, the salesmanship, the stuff that I associate more with not the Upper East Side. And I don't think people understand that. I don't think people really understand that the DNA of the hustle and the grind and the flip is actually about to win way more now than the kids that think they're gonna go buy the books and go through the system. And that should be the greatest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life if you actually believe me. So that's like my energy. That's why I wanted to have this. Like, if I can get one of you fucking kids to actually believe me, then this is ROI positive for me. Then I'll get some good email from you in like 15 years and be like, yo, that was a good trip. I'm really glad you said that. It changed my mindset. That's really what I'm trying to get out of here. And I wish, I think you guys know something about me. You don't know me, I don't know you, right? I wish you knew how much I believe that. How much I could give a fuck to inspire some kids. I'm being really serious with you. I'm not checking a box to feel good about myself or do the right thing. I just believe it and I think it'll be ROI positive for me because I actually think one of you is gonna hear me go do shit and then wanna do shit with me in 10 years and do business together. So I just really, really wanna make sure I set the stage for this conversation. I'm not checking any boxes here other than being selfish because I actually believe in what I'm saying, believe you guys actually have the advantage that you don't realize and just think that's gonna manifest and it's gonna work out for me in 15 or 20 years. That's my truth. So, and I think that's powerful, right? Like when I think about that, I'm like, that's way cooler than like, I wanna be a nice guy and help some school. Like, I'm, like what the f- nobody wants pandering, <laughs> right? Who, you don't want pandering. Like the, the number one thing in life that I fought my whole life was handouts or, like I, try, I, I went into my dad's family liquor store business when I knew I could have done bigger things just to make sure I never had it over my head that he did good by me. I needed to check that box and be even with him. So I'm visceral to like anybody doing anything for me. The only thing I wanna do for you here is to wake you the fuck up of how much advantage you have against the market because you got one of these, then you're in the game. If you don't, that's different. If you don't have a smartphone, then I, then I, then I get quiet. But if you do, you're in the game in a real way. You know, you guys know this. There's fucking kids fucking flipping sneakers on Instagram making more money than half the fucking people that work for me in this company. But are you willing to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and be online for two hours? You know what to do. We know. It's just people aren't willing to work. It's a, it's a binary game. But it's real. It's so real, it's crazy. You know, I was on, a, I was on Breakfast Club and uh, Envy called me out, you see that? Yeah, you guys saw it? Did you see the part where Envy's like, okay cool, stop motivating, give me something real? And I made, and I was like, go to the dollar store and buy shit and sell it on eBay. Like, that whole thing, it turned into this whole thing. I started this video called the 2017 Flip Challenge. I'm getting the craziest fucking emails. Like just, people that are like, I'm on welfare, I make $5 an hour, like, and now I'm going to Marshalls and making $1,000 a week. Just real. I just think people aren't willing to work. 
I think it's much more fun to be mad at the system. My employees love to be mad at me. They love blaming me. They love blaming me. They're like, it's fucked up because I'm like, no, no, here's what's actually happening. And I'm like, oh. You know, we, uh, we fired 60 people because I felt the company was getting fat and slow. And so I fired 60 people. One guy that night came up to me and he's like, you said we fired people because you know, we're fat and slow and not working hard enough. Like, fuck you. Like, I have good relationships with my, you can, you can see my vibe, right? They feel comfortable saying shit like that to me. Mm-hmm. Literally, he was like, fuck you. Like, I'm, me and my team, we're working fucking 13 hours a day. I said, I know. I said, the reason you're working 13 hours a day is because you guys aren't getting rid of the eight people on your team that suck shit because you're friends with them. So, you know, like, that's just the truth, right? So like, to me, here's the truth in your situation. You can make a lot of money and live whatever the fucking life you want as long as you got this because this is so ridiculously powerful and nobody gives a fuck who you are on this. You don't have to impress anyone. You don't have to have the grades. You do nothing. I think that's powerful. And like, whether that means you want to storytell, be in fashion, flip stuff, like, there's just, there's just no excuse anymore. And I think it's liberating once you actually believe in it. When you realize that nobody gets to decide your shit, shit gets real fun. You know? Because I'm empathetic, like, I'm empathetic, man, like, I get it. Like, I don't really get it, because you gotta live it to really get it, but I'm pretty close for the way I look, and I get it. And it's just real, it's powerful. So I just think there's shit to be done. And what's really interesting is all my friends, you know, I was a real bad student, I went to a college called Mount Ida College where 94%, 96% of the kids were African American or Latino. That's where I probably got my permission to have a little swag, right? (laughs) And so that's that's what I spent my four years on, right? And so like I met kids, I have friends, I have my, my sweet mate is in jail in Newark for the rest of his life for double murder. Like I, I slept with my wallet. Like it was pretty fucked up where I went to college and and when I, th- like, I, I, when I think about what those, my friends, my friends, the kids that were in my wedding, the opportunities they had because they looked your part compared to what you have, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. That's it. Some dude emailed me at $11 when he heard the Envy thing. 11. He's making $1,000 a month now. Marshalls and TJ Maxx. He just listened to me. Downloaded the Amazon app. Instead of playing Madden for four hours a day, he goes to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and he scans every fucking product. And with the first $11, first $11 he bought some sort of shirt that was $4 cost and he sold it for 17 on eBay and he built the whole thing. It's crazy, just real. And he scanned it with an app? Like yeah, yeah download the Amazon app. You scan stuff, you see what it costs. Oh, right, I mean, look, actually, fuck, you're here. Tell them, <laughs> right? Like yes to all the shit you just said. Yeah. Like, like, I told you guys. like. <laughs> Listen to me all the time. Because you just regurgitated my shit. Listen, I came up with this. Yeah, I mean, look, I think they should DM every single, every single music producer in the world that they want to fuck with, and say, look, we're starting out. I'll come and fucking clean. Prince was a janitor. You remember when I said that? I believe in that shit so much. Fucking Prince wanted it so bad, he fucking cleaned up shit in exchange for studio time. 
and then he was good enough. They may get Metro Boomin to like let him clean up his shit and that's where they are and they may not be good enough so they would lose but it would give them a chance. But you can't, you can't do what every kid does which is hit up these big time producers and be like, yo my shit's fire, listen to my shit. They get that $50,000 a day. You need to give people shit. You know what you have? You have time. Like every person's got something and what you definitely have at this age is you have time. That's your asset. Your time and what you do with it is what you've got. And so if you want to get into the music game, I would hit up every single person in the game, DM them, DMing on Instagram is unstoppable. It is the move. DM 20, 30 people a day until you get banned for a couple hours, you start again later, right? And, 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 you, and you just hit up people and be like, like, you could intern for the biggest fashion brand of all time this summer, you just have to ask 500 of them. And only one's gonna say kinda. It's a numbers game. Look, I think people that are growing up in the best environments of all time are struggling with self-awareness at 13 and 14. Sure. I mean, 90%, 98% of my company here in their 30s and 40s and 20s have no clue on self-awareness. So here's what I would say. I would say that I'm a big fan of just eating reality. I'm just a fan of it. You know, like, like the reality was I was never, like my dad, my dad, I had my dad, but I didn't because he worked every hour. I never saw him. Missed every game, missed every, just didn't see him. Worked every hour. That was my reality. Now I was happy, it was way better than leaving or dying or you know, it was great, but like I didn't have them. I could have done what my other friends who have workaholic parents do and dwelled. Be like, my dad's not in my baseball game. Or you don't. Look, I am not going to shortchange the extremities of all the things, you know, all the cliches, parents, drugs, murder, mental health, like all the things. The thing that I have not figured out is how to get the universe to give a fuck. So, so to answer your question, it's amazing to see people in good situations and bad situations go through a situation and do this. Like if I could give everybody a drug, it would be optimism. Right, like if you're willing to look at all your shit, whatever it is, and, and by the way, everybody thinks their shit is the shit, right? Like everybody's like, everyone, like I've had people sit in this room one by one with me saying, eh, if my dad didn't give me a hundred million dollars, I would have never been a loser because it all came too easy to me. Everybody thinks their shit's the shit because it's their life, right? People that don't have parents, and things, they laugh at that. They're like, fuck you. But that person thinks that's the shit. So it's about, you know, I don't know. The reason, I don't talk about a lot of things I don't know. I don't know how to recommend you know, you know, counseling or how to build self-awareness or mental health. I try to stay away from things that I don't know because I think that would be detrimental to the things I do know. What I will say is you know, self-aware, so I don't know how to teach self-awareness. I just know it's the most, I just know it's the game. Once you know who you are, it, it, it manifests into self-esteem. You don't actually then give a fuck what, you know, you sit here and just don't give a fuck what they say or any girl say. Like, you just don't care. It's crazy when you get there. That's like the fucking ultimate. You're just fucking living life like in the matrix. You're just like running through shit. You, to actually not give up, especially at this age, that's what happened to me. I still think about it. How the fuck did I not give a fuck? 
<laughs> right? Because it's like, like in, when you're like 13, 14, 15, like your friend, that's your whole life. I just remember not caring and I just, I was just on some different shit in my head. So that's what I want for everybody. Because then you're fucking set. How do you get there? I don't know, man. That's why I don't talk, that's why I don't talk about it, right? Like I just, honestly, I swear to God, if I knew how to get there, this whole thing would be a wrap. I'd own the Jets, I'd own the world if I knew how to like get there and get people there, right? I try to get there by talking about it and maybe somebody's like, oh shit, that's kind of like me too. Let me go deeper into that. I actually do feel like that. I actually don't give a fuck. When I'm, like, I don't know, but God, it's big. Cause then peer pressure's out. Then you're just not getting dragged into anything you don't want to be doing. Listen, I get that fucking, I wrote, my first book was called How to Cash In on Your Passion which fucked me up because then everybody kept emailing me like, what's my passion? I'm like, I don't fucking know you. Like, I don't know, like, like, I have no idea. The biggest thing you realize is a lot of people don't know or never find it or, you know, my belief is the only answer for any of them, right? For you, for anybody, is you gotta figure out how to try shit. Like, that's the only, like, like you just never know what your favorite food was until you try it. If you only had chicken, you might have not known that hot dogs were the best. So that's what I love about the internet. These kids have so much option to like watch shit on YouTube and so like my only answer to Nate or anybody like is just like try shit. And so like that's back to opportunity. Easy to try shit when you have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank and parents that take you to shit. You gotta hack the game, right? Like that's what's passionate for me about this today. This is me letting them try shit. Hear it a different way. Something could happen, who knows? Maybe not. I'm willing to go 0 for 9, but you try. So like that to me, that's why I love the DM thing, right? Like, you don't think 21 Savage is hitting you back, but he might. Crazy shit happens. People decide no before they try. You've just decided no because the system tells you no. You've been pound, you've been sold no. And by the way, not just you, the fucking world. Not tough situation. The world. Everybody's saying no. I just say yes. And then if it's a no, I don't give a fuck. Are you gonna judge me that I lost? I don't give a fuck what you think. And that's why I get so into that. Because then, then you're not scared to try shit because when you don't give a fuck what anybody says about you failing, you love failing. I love losing. It is crazy. Because... <laughs> It is crazy that you say that. And I, I, I love it. About it. That always I love getting punched in the mouth. mouth. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. What is it about the failure that, that, love, that you love or I that drives pr- you? It, it makes me want to stick it to everybody who judged me when they judged my fail. And that's true. I like that part. Well, that's it. I like it. I, no, no. I actually love it. You just kind of like it. <laughs> I don't think I understand it yet. We haven't, you know? we yeah. haven't scored that big. I mean, yeah. this is. I get it, I get it. Like to me it's, it's um, yeah. It's like, it's a chip on the shoulder. I loved being an underdog. I loved being like from Russia and not speaking English and like, like being small, like somewhere around third grade, I'm like, fuck, I'm not gonna be as good at sports as these other kids are getting real fucking tall. Like, you know, just like, you know, like, like I just loved it and I still love it and it's really funny. Now that I've made it in my little space, like I wanna do other shit. Cause I don't want it, like as soon as I won the wine game, I left. Cause I don't wanna be the top dog. I don't want people trying to get me. I wanna try to get them. You know, I love the grind. I love, you, you, you like that? <laughs> oh. 
that's tough. That's tough. It's real shit too because it's like when you hit the top, it's like it's nowhere else to go. It's it like sucks. Everybody is right at your neck, but when you always reaching for the top, then it's like that constant grind. And I gotta tell you, man, and I'm telling you, my friend, this, this is the operating system of the universe. This is the only thing that matters. This is the only thing that matters. The attention on this is the game. And like that just, and every, like you can make an Instagram account. Like go ahead. Go, like this one kid I'm watching on Musical.ly, he went from zero to a hero in four minutes, five videos. A, a problem that we have like promoting our stuff, uh, like on Instagram, everyone is like trying to promote and stuff. Yeah. So like we're not getting heard because of that. So how do you avoid that? You don't avoid it. You start doing different shit. You're doing what everybody else is doing. Let's put up a post. He listened to me and hit up, DM'd this hardware store and now something good happened. You know what I would do if I were you? I would hit up everybody who's making funny videos and offer them free music. That was was my idea. (laughs) It's great man, just, guys, you need exposure. If you get some booty girl to like twerk behind your music, it could happen. Like you just need people to hear it. Right? If you got somebody like Daquan or somebody like with a funny account who just uses your beat or uses your song as the background music to the clip they're trying to put on. But you have to give, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, back to losing, that I understood when I was low. Nobody high gave a fuck. So I wasn't going to people that were high and said do something for me. I was going to people that were high and saying this is what I'm gonna do for you. And that's why I try to get people into the nobody gives a fuck about your problems mentality because then you don't roll up on people asking or thinking that. Nobody's gonna put you on just cause. They're gonna put you on because they needed a beat for their shit. You just gave them one. What else are you guys into? Like what else is in your world? Like what else are you thinking about? Like me? Me personally, please. Like since I, me, me coming into high school, like, yeah, I developed over so many times like construct, contracting. I used to do like sneaker things, like design art. So I'm like, I don't, I really don't know like what direction to go because I had like so many talents, but it's just like so many capabilities. So I'm just like right now just living, just to see what's going on. Like I'm doing opportunities. Like I be trying to do sneakers, trying to get the clothing line started. Try to do a whole lot of stuff, but it's just like. Are you enjoying it? Uh, actually, like, what I really enjoy, like, I'm a mentor, I like, help people. Yeah. So that's what I'm really trying to get into, but like, right now, I really don't know my direction. So, like, I'm just. Maybe that's the direction. A lot of times, I think the doing is the direction. Right? Like, like the reason I asked you if you're happy is, if it's going good, like, if you're happy, there's almost nothing to say. Right? Like, I think you know. You, I think taste, when I hear that, that was just what I said earlier, right? Like try shit. Like if you're mentoring and sneakers and trying to start, like you're doing shit. If you're actually doing it. To me the thing is, I know a kid, friend of mine, he's like, who's had a similar thing and I was like, cool. And I like asked one more question I realized he was doing it like for 45 minutes a day. But he had crazy ambitions. How many hours a day? 15, 16. Yeah, you know like, that's the only way. Now, you got school and you got some other shit you gotta take care of. But there's a lot of time. Can I ask you something? Yeah. 
something to what you said about Please, you just went through living it. So if you don't fail on your next five, 10, 15 attempts at whatever, you're not gonna get to that next step to find what you love. So if you're just sitting and thinking about what am I gonna do, what am I good at, what's my passion, and never actually do something, you'll get nowhere. But if you say, let me try this, I love the sneaker game, and you fail on it, good. You'll be done with it, and you'll go on to the next, and on to the next. And if you look at the one thing I noticed, and I'm sure you guys will agree, from anyone who's successful in anything, whether it's a business guy like Gary or an artist or anyone of any anybody who's successful, the one thing they all have in common is they failed 99% of the time before they have a hit song, before they have a good business, before or 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 they just worked, right? Like I would tell you straight up, I didn't fail a whole lot other than school because I I knew that's what I was not going to do. It's just that people don't realize that. LeBron fucking took 4,000 shots yeah. in a day in fourth grade. You know, like, 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 what do you think they're doing? Like, you, listen, you guys know, this is what I saw at Mount Ida. I was like, fuck, man, some of these kids are athletic freaks. But then they were just smoking blunts all day. I was like, oh, that's why I didn't they make, <laughs> no, now I understand. They weren't waking up at 5.30 in the morning running, fucking hitting the gym, and then shooting for nine hours a day. All, all my, like two, fifty percent of the kids in my suite, three hundred one, they're like, I'm gonna be a rapper. Like, they didn't write all day. They never tried to get into studio. Like, they didn't do shit. They talked shit. Gotta do. Worst thing you can do is do nothing. Pondering, complaining, dreaming. It's one and the same. If you're dreaming or if you're complaining, it's the same shit. It means you're just not doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I love that you um, often talk about is, I, well, not often, I think I've heard it like one one or two times, um, is, you know, people do look at the famous people, whether it's a celebrity or a sports person or a musician, and um, they kind of hate on them. Like, oh, it was easy, or oh, it was this or that. They make excuses and kind of hate on these people, but. Like, talent's real too. Like, serendipity happens. Like. Lil Yachty wasn't doing all that much work. Wrote a couple songs in Arkansas State and it went. Happens. It's not the norm. But, you know, I, I, listen, life is talent and work ethic. Nothing else. You can work 19 hours a day on beats. If you're not good enough, nothing good's gonna happen. That's just real. Which is why it's important to try and taste shit because you might be the greatest fucking cook of all time. You might. It's crazy, it, it really fucking fucks with me. And it like, like I'm trying to figure it out myself. I don't have every, I'm not Yoda, you know? Like I'm just trying to figure it out too, but like, it's there, man. And the internet makes it crazy. Like, you probably wouldn't watch 700 videos of cooking, you know, back in the day, because whatever played on cable, played on cable, right? But now you could, right? Like, video games, I'm trying to think back to my, my days at the Ida, like, Oh, there were some kids there that could literally become professional video game players. That's now real. People are getting paid millions to play video games. There's so much opportunity because of the internet. Um, Can I ask a Of course, man. Like, who do you look up to? Like, like yeah, I mean, I was weird with that. I was super, in, you know, back to not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. It also manifested the other way. I didn't look at anybody. You know, I looked up to my parents. You know, they came to America, they had $100. Lived in a studio apartment with eight family members in Queens, you know? And I just watched them grind in my face 
every day. We bought nothing. I went on one family vacation my whole life, right? We bought nothing, <laughs> you know, Kmart and Bradley's and like for clothes, like, you know, that's what we did my whole life. Like my dad then eventually had a little liquor store. Literally I wore liquor t-shirts to school every day of my life. Like, you know, so I, I look up to them, you know, how hard they brought it and like they built the foundation, right? I was lucky to have parents like that. So, um, but I never looked up like, oh, I wanna be like Bill Gates or I wanna be like Steve Jobs or, I don't, I, I wanna be me. That's my best. Like, I suck shit at so much stuff, my man. Like, suck. But I go so hard at what I'm good at and I'm gonna win the whole thing because of it. You know? What does this spark? Like, this spark, I, I watched a um, video where you said you live every day like it's your last or like you're not coming back. So what was this spark that made you like realize that? I'm grateful. I'm driven by gratitude. And I wish everybody was. Like, I, do you know how ridiculously crazy it is that you're a human being? 400 trillion to one. You're more likely to win the lotto nine times in your life than actually having a life. I don't, I don't, I, honestly, to be very black and white on this, I don't know how we can't be thankful. You could have been a tree. I, I just look at everything positive. I get a phone call right now, my mom died, I'd be dead, like dead. Like, like I would, di- right? But then like very quickly, I'd be like, I'm so grateful that I had her and all this time we had, you know what I mean? Like I just, I don't have it, I'm optimistic. I'm grateful. Like, and, and, and I try to impose that on people who have it more than me and who have less than me because it's the same game. It's just, you're gonna choose how to look at life. And I think it's chemicals that make you say, fuck, my dad left me when I was four, I'm in a bad neighborhood, my brother got killed. Like, or, like, but I just meet kids who have the same shit every day and like, I, look, I, I said I gotta take the family on my back and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna make it to the league and that's, you know, like, it's just binary. Either you decide it's shit or you decide it's your advantage. What I know for facts, this is facts, because of this and Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube, People that have chips on their shoulder that come from shit have the advantage because the work ethic and the hunger is now the biggest factor in who's gonna win and people like my kids who have everything are soft. I think that's it. I just, I don't think my kids wanna work in a room half the size of this for 16 hours a day because they have a house in the Hamptons. They're just soft. So it's crazy how you'd never believe, I, I don't even say it because I don't think you'd believe it and then you think I'm saying it for some bullshit. So I don't say it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I, I look and I'm like, these kids have the advantage. They don't get it, I know they don't think it and I'll never say it out loud because the world would say, fuck you, you're an idiot. How could, how could you say that? I get it. I don't give a fuck, I know I'm right. And when, you, and when you believe, you know, and when you actually believe that, shit can get so crazy. If you actually believed it, and I, by the way, I genuinely believe if I had 900 kids walk through, look just like you, like one, two would actually, three would actually believe it. Not wanna believe it because they think I'm right. Not not believe it because most people will not believe it. Like actually believe it. 
they'll win. Yeah, that's they'll win. Thing about teaching, Garrett, because like you see that in kids, right? So like everyone in this room got picked for a reason, right? I have. 400 some very angry students at school that we were leaving to them like, yo, I checked that dude out. How come you're not taking me, Reynolds? Oh, is um, that right? Oh, pissed. Yeah, like, like, sad walking <laughs> in this room. Um, and so, and so like, you just, as a teacher, often you see like the, the great stuff in kids and then to have them like not see the same thing. like they're Of course, my man, you yes. know this because they go outside of your room and the rest of the world's telling them fuck you. Yeah. And they believe the rest of the world. But that's why they have like champions like you. Because how many of these kids like, you now have built relationships and that they now see in themselves what you saw in them four years ago or two years ago or two years ago. Yeah, like, I did terrible in his class in that grade year. I just barely passed it. And, like, this year, and as close as we gotten, and, like, some of the words and wisdom he's given me and Nardo about music and stuff like that, it, they just stick with me forever. I think opportunities like this, you have no choice but to really believe it in yourself and not just believe it because you think somebody's right. I'm here. Like, I'm in New York. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know somebody who's very important successful and doesn't care about what other people think and you see stuff like that you get those opportunities you have no choice but to believe that stuff like because you gotta understand what happened to get you to this point it's cool man it's fucking real opportunity it's it's just experience is an opportunity what's real cool for me guys is that back 20 years ago 25 years like everybody in this circumstance wanted to be an athlete or a rapper, everybody. And now that entrepreneurship is getting cool, it's huge. Because it's super hard to win in those games. You have to actually win the whole thing. Like, like you gotta go all the way there. Like you know, the 18,000th the best basketball player on earth works at UPS. The 18,000th best entrepreneur owns UPS. And that's why I'm going all in. That's why I'm sitting here right now. I want to give back to the game. You know, you give back to the game that gets you there. This entrepreneur thing, I got D's and F's. I promise you, straight up, I was a worse student than everybody in this room. I was just non-existent student. Like, like when, when you said barely passed, I was laughing because I was like, I actually passed nothing. They just pushed me through because I was in a public school and they're just like, get them the fuck out of here, right? Mount Ida College, I was planning on not going to college. I was just gonna work in the liquor store and build it up, pay back my parents. My mom's like, fuck you, you're going to college. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to college? I'm like, I'm, I'm ranked 270 out of 273 in my, my class, right? I got a 1.4 grade point average and I can't put two sentences together, right? I get a postcard in the mail from Mount Ida College. I fill out my name and address and send it and I get a thing back like, you're in. That's where I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> But what's crazy about that is through self-awareness, through recognizing the world was changing, through knowing what, who and what I was, the only reason I was so bad was I was milking that time because that was my last vacation. I was milking high school and college. People always ask me like, you know, when I talk, they're like, what did you major in? I'm like, Madden. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, so I just, 
that's why self-awareness is cool. Like, you know, when you really know yourself, like how much money do you, like, it's crazy to me how much money I leave on the table because I love the game or I'd rather spend the hour doing this than, once you know yourself, and I've been, I've been doing this my whole life, not after I made it. I was paying myself $30,000 a year building a big business because I didn't need stuff. The money's not driving me, the game. A kid saying, come and see some, I was laughing when he just said, and coming to New York and meeting a very important person, I'm like, me, important? This is funny ass shit. You know, like, like, you know, like it's, that's cool. Making an impact, right? That's what you guys are trading on. Yeah. That impact is crazy. What I figured out is, fuck, I can have both, right? I'm building an empire and making an impact because of the way it's all worked out. And now, and now I'm getting greedy. Now I'm penetrating hip hop and sports so that I can get my message out at scale to you guys. Cause I'm gonna use Kyle and Logic, you know, and those guys to get, you know? You know Kyle? I sure do. <coughs> Kyle's right in that office the other day. Wow. That's cool. So let me, let me ask you about yeah. self-awareness real quick. Because I think one of the things, I'm always talking about how like relationships are king in the classroom, like over content all the time. And relationships so, are the game of life. Yeah, and so like, you should go shake the hand of every business owner in your neighborhood. It would change your life. One weekend. <laughs> would change your life. Why? Because if they're running a business that's not out of business, they know something. Mm-hmm. They're doing something productive. And I'm, again, making assumptions based on what you told me. If it's in tough neighborhoods, they're grinding. You know? Yeah. They got stories, they got scars. So when, and by the way, they would appreciate it. <clears throat> like when you're hustling, you got your corner bodega, you got a barber shop, you just got, you get a young kid come through and just say, I just wanna shake your hand, congrats on this business, Make, I'm proud of you. Like, they'll just be happy. Like, and then they may wanna do something for you. Karma's practical. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. Yeah. That's why. Of course, because if he rolls in and just shakes some guy's hand and that guy's like, that's memorable and he lives a couple blocks away and then something happens and then like, for some reason, Calvin Klein is the boss of like, like, that's how shit works. Putting your, that's how the world works. That's why. And it's just a, it's a nice thing to do. I just think those business owners would appreciate it. And you never know when that may stumble into something. Next time, you know, you do it, person's caught off guard because it's weird, like who the fuck does that, right? So they don't even really react, you leave, but then a week later you're walking by with your boys and they're like, hey, hey, they grab you and they're like, tell me about yourself. You're like, we love to do music. They're like, my cousin owns a studio, you want some free time? Off a thank you. That's why I gotta make sure my students like me all the time too. So. When they pop, <laughs> when they pop, <laughs> when they put, put you on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when did, you, when did you realize that self-awareness was important because I think that's something I talk about in class a lot, the importance of that. And I think it scares people. The idea that like you're gonna admit that like there are things that I'm not good at and when I got it when I when I got into the business world and started spending a lot of time very closely with people and then would let hear them talk and go, oh shit, like they're wrong about themselves. I didn't know I had it. I didn't even know if I knew the word. But it became like delusional or somebody who I would like somebody who's a hypocrite drives me crazy. It scares the fuck, I, it's, I'm visceral to it. So, 
Which is why like when I say shit, like when you call in my show and I'm like, you're coming? I laugh because I always think the other person always thinks like, is this really gonna happen? You oh, know? Totally not. <laughs> <laughs> it's been ten minutes. They have not said anything. So like to me, like everybody's so used to people letting them down and this and that. So anyway, when did I first learn it? When I was like got to really know people in business, in life as a kid in college, it didn't mean anything to me. That was like life. But when it got into business and people were like, I can do that, I'm like, no, what? You think you, what? Like, it started getting weird to me that people were so confused about what they were good at and what they were bad at because now I was in the zone of me just doing me. And it just, like, I just, I stay in my lane. Like, real fucking tight. Like, I know what I am. I know what I wish I was. We all wish we were something. So that's when it started becoming. So when everyone's lying to themselves about who they are, how do you, how do you really start figuring out who you are then? Like, you as a person? Yeah, so I'm. For these guys? I think these guys are like, you know, every, I hear 90% of the dudes I talk to either want to be a rapper or a football player. Yep. And it's like, are you on the football team? Nah, nah, nah. Not this year. <laughs> I'm gonna go out next year. It's like, but like, I don't know how to understand how you're gonna be the greatest when you're you know, not doing anything. Look, look, my move, and you know this because you watch my content, and I don't know if you have the air cover to do this move. The only thing that I've ever seen work is when he says, no, not this year, I'm going out next year, I'm like, you're fucking full of shit, you fucking suck. No, I can do that. Good. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, that's the only thing, the only thing that works is suffocating people. Put put them on full blast. Hell yeah, that's what we're here for. All right, so you know how you, you know, um, you boast about having all this technology and everything, so you're saying now it won't have to do things that, you know, people's parents might have to do, like deal drugs, or like go out there in the street and do whatever because we got so much of this, we can make more, we can make more money doing, you know, flipping simple stuff and just, you know, going out and earning yep. it. So like, um, so you could just take any steps. Like it's gonna take like maybe a hundred times, but you'll probably get it sooner or later. My belief is that if you're a great drug dealer, you'd be a great businessman. I just believe that because it's the same game. You're selling, you're working it. Like, like, listen, that's the only friends I had were drug dealers. <laughs> like, 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 if you're good at that, I'm saying, you know, there's a lot of drug dealers that suck at it. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, right? 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 Like, uh, listen, I mean, like, all the kids that I really hung on to in friendships, I'm like, look at my man Moose. He's breaking down these bags into nickels because he's making more money that way and he's chintzing, he's actually making $3 bags but he realizes that everybody at the school doesn't know the fucking difference, doesn't care, he's smart. And then I would see other people who'd like buy like a ounce and like fucking smoke three-fourths of it in four minutes and then like be bad at flipping in. I was like, he's a fucking loser. So, if you're good at it or if somebody's, <laughs> if he's, if somebody's good at it, they'd be even better at flipping sneakers or gear, or going to the thrift store and flipping because it's the same fucking move. And then when you have the freedom of being not scared to get caught, now you're fucking moving fast. Because when you're selling drugs, you gotta think about that extra dimension of getting caught. But when you're selling fucking t-shirts, now you're a fucking entrepreneur and everybody thinks, you know, like people putting you on a pedestal. So yes, I believe that. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I believe it. Because it's true. Because it's fucking true. Because the kids that I knew that sold drugs 
for real and were real good at it, have gone on to be much more successful in the world than the ones that did it. Like it's just a hustle. It's, you've got people skills. You see angles. That's the same shit that's like, fuck. This thrift store keeps getting their fucking merchandise and they put it out at 9.30 in the morning. I'm gonna go there because there might be some Nikes. But it's just hard work. But I think every, like when you realize how much more money you can make, how much, like, how much good can happen from hard work, everybody's willing to put in the hard, if I, pro, if I was a real genie or a real fucking Yoda and I, and I was like, yo, check this out, watch this. And you saw you, you're like, fuck, what the fuck? And you saw you and it's like a good life and I'm like, here's all you gotta do. You gotta work 15 hours a day right now for the next 10 years straight, you'll do it. Everybody will do it. People don't do it because they're not sure what's on the other side of it. Because they said no before they said yes. So the question I have, how did you avoid the threat of like not doing what your friends did and anything? I had good parenting. That's the truth. My mom instilled so much self-esteem in me, I thought I was Superman. That's the truth. I thought I was the best. Now whether my mom did that or it was my natural chemicals or like I predicted the future, I just thought I was the best. And once you think you're the best, you don't give a f- who the fuck are you to say that I'm whack or you know, like I'm stupid or I'm a nerd? I don't give a fuck. I'll see you at the finish line, partner. <laughs> you know, like that, that was my mentality. That was my mentality. Like I'm real glad that high school is gonna be the highlight of your fucking life. Like you better really, really, really enjoy these 48 months because you're gonna fucking suck in life. That's how I thought. I was competitive about it. If anybody came at me. What's crazy is What's really interesting is nobody really came at, like, like, like when somebody's, when you're nice and you're not bothering anybody and you're just in your own shit and you're nice, not even like you're quiet, but you're like in your own shit and you're nice. Like, hey, you know, you're nice to everybody. Like, nobody's gonna be real mad at you that I didn't drink, I didn't do, like, people would like make a joke here and there, but they didn't have real juice behind it, you know? Yeah. Nobody really bothered me. You know, but listen, I have empathy, like, th- listen, I have no idea where you guys are from, but I have some friends from some fucked up places where it wasn't that easy. Like when you were 12 and 13, you were getting recruited to do some shit. And it was a, wasn't as easy to just be like, I'm doing my own thing. So I, listen, I'm always careful when I don't know the backstories or every detail. So I could do it. I wasn't recruited to do some fucking crazy shit, you know? If you're lucky enough to not being recruited by local gangs to do shit, well then you have no excuses. Because my big thing is like, you're either, gonna, you're either gonna define yourself for yourself or you're gonna let somebody else define you. You're either gonna let your mom define you, your dad define you, your grandparents define you, your older brother, your older sister, dude from around the way. You know, you're, somebody's gonna define you or you're gonna define yourself. I'm just trying to figure out how to hack at you to make you define yourself for yourself, in yourself, within yourself, and then, then shit changes. Yeah. I got a question. Yeah, my man. How do you keep that motivation to keep grinding and working hard and doing those things? I have no choice. Like I have no choice. But when you have multiple things. Because I'm trying to, because I don't think I'm anything yet, man. If I told you what was in my head, you would not believe me. In terms of greatness we're talking about? Or yeah. like achieving? Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not naive. I know I've made a lot of money. I'm starting to make an impact, but like, I don't, I don't read my own press clippings. I wasn't joking when I was laughing when you said important person. 
<laughs> like I mean it. That wasn't for show. That's just what goes through my body. I believe it. Like I believe it. Like my ambition is as great as it gets. I think I can go down all time. If I can stay alive and like, I, cause I know I wanna do good and be great. Like I wanna do great, I, I can do both. I'm weird, I can do both. The reason I can be good for people is I'm so good at my craft, I can put 80% of my energy against it and achieve more than everybody else. Which then leaves me so much room to do other shit, which will, do you know what I want? Do you, and you've heard this, I think. Do you know what I really am doing here? I'm trying to sucker one of you to come to my funeral. I saw your sign outside. That's my jam, my man. If I said something here that fucking triggered a different chemical in your brain and you went on to have a great life and I think I'm gonna be pretty damn famous by the time I die and you hear I'm dead, you might be like, I should probably go to that man's funeral. <laughs> he changed my life. And you take your kid and tell him the story, that's cool. My grandkids get to see you flew from you know, Texas to come to my funeral in New York and telling stories of how I changed your life, that's the greatest legacy of all time. And there's only one way to do that. You gotta give. What's up, my man? I said, I missed the prom. Like, I was supposed to go on, like, somebody's prom or that. Well, like, my girlfriend at the time. (laughs) Thank God it said at the time. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah, I I know I made the right decision, so thanks. My man, of course. I'm glad you're here. She hates you now. (laughs) (laughs) One less person at your funeral. I'll get to her. I'll get to her. Hey, before we wrap up, can you talk about, real fast with these guys, about you know, you talk a lot about not being number one. Like, it's not always about being number one. It's, you know, can it be about being, you know? I think you need to, I think you should strive to be number one and be realistic if you're number 14,000. Like, you gotta try. Sure, but it's not a bad thing to not be number one. No, and I think, you know what's funny? I think I threw that in there when I talked earlier about being the 18,000th best entrepreneur. It's, you know, it's, yeah, I think that's right. I, I think that's right. Uh, and I think where you're going, and I'm, 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 I believe in this, which is too many people are trying to be number one, and then if not, they want to be zero. Like, it's like this all or nothing game. It's just a false game. It's not, it's not practical. It's not real life. So listen, I'm really glad you guys came through. We can do this again. You know. I, everybody's got their own styles. A lot of people, some people ask questions, other people are a little more quiet. You can hit me up on DM. Just make sure you start it because you only see the first couple words. Make sure you start that you're part of this crew. I know that not everybody wants to share their shit out loud, but I'm thrilled to bring anybody in this room value. Can I, I, I realize you're trying to get our guys off Tyler from in. I have a selfish question because I didn't talk. Um, <laughs> if I'm trying to build my YouTube channel, I'm. So I'm doing, I'm trying to do every single thing that I hear you saying. There's only one answer, collaborations. All right, that's what I'm doing, all right. That's it. Hit up, just like everybody else, every single, every single YouTube celebrity that lives in Philadelphia should hear from you. Have them come through the school, go do trick shots in the fucking courtyard with them, whatever it takes. Siphon audience from them. You're now gonna put this video up it's gonna have my name in it. My name gets searched on YouTube trillions of times in the uh, eternity. One of the right people looks at it from four years from now, and away you go. True. Gary, we got this. Um, I like to give people pictures of my own face sometimes when I, (laughs) so uh, all the guys Uh, signed I love this. And just to say thanks. I appreciate it.
My man. Good luck to you. Yeah. Yeah, of course, my man. I'll do better than that. You know what? Come with me in my office. I'll let them sign up. I'll sign you guys all a book. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.